welcome to another episode of Answers to the Gems, podcast where we give you advice on shit you didn't ask for. My name is Sierra. I'm joined by my good friend, Geranda. I don't, coming by your government name is very strange, by the way. I think it's probably strange for anybody that knows me closely or even just, you know, a lot of we people do. probably forget what my government name is. I do also, you I have know, you in my phone like as with your government first and last name. Every contact in my phone is first and last name. How about in my phone, I had to update it because it still said your, your first and last name and J.P. Morgan Chase. Anyways, welcome to the next episode of Unsolicited Gems, y'all. What's happening? Yes, TGIF again. This is our second. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. It wants to be. I yeah. mean, when y'all hear this, it won't be Cinco de Mayo no more. But just know we recorded on Cinco de Mayo, and if there were alcohol in my house, I well, would probably it's day be night to tonight. So we'll see if we'll get into some shenanigans. I haven't. Oh, I think you should because listen, I thoroughly enjoyed those pictures from last day night with the poles in the face of the plastic. That's the color of your, I'm a lightweight now. Them, them two women Trust me, I understand. Last Saturday, my my drunkness had me and Trader Joe's vibe stuff. I was like, we got the wait a minute. <laughs> I'm looking in the back. We done about seasoning. That actually sounds like a good Don't time. A drunk Trader Joe's run. Baby, it was the brookies. It was the brookies that was the problem. And I was highly upset, apparently, because I asked about the mm-hmm. uh, cookie butter cookies. And apparently the supplier doesn't, they haven't gotten them in a long time, which is what led me to purchase. Strawberry you have sent me butter. at least three. It was a whole other house. With some, something incorporating cookie butter. This <laughs> It fit in my macros, though. I cookie made it work. It's dangerous. I mean, if you go eat I peanut mean, butter and it ain't fit peanut butter, you might as true. well enjoy the cookie butter. I, I mean, I'm not hating because I love cookie butter. I got the crunchies. I feel like Ghost needs to come we out need to with let a cookie them know. butter protein. But I don't want the chunks inside. Yes. I just want the flavor. I don't know. I think you might change your mind after you have some of this crunchy I'm cookie butter. I'm getting it. I don't want it in my Listen, this morning I had my yogurt bowl. I had my yogurt bowl. And I melted the cookie butter. So it melted everything but the chunk, and I drizzled it in my yogurt. I'm telling you, listen, you might change your mind about the chunk. Okay, friend. Moving on. This episode, we are going to be talking about five lessons we've learned in marriage. So, Jaranda and Ronnie just celebrated their one-year anniversary. Clap it up. Let's see if- Sound effect right here. Um, yes, Tadarius. Tadarius, the house. 
If y'all don't know what we're talking about, get on TikTok handle, and search his for TikTok their handle in the show notes. I got it. Um, and I am getting ready to celebrate. Well, we are getting ready to celebrate our 15th wedding yeah. anniversary. Yeah. I've been around for them 15 years. We know each other pre-babies, pre-marriage. Baby. That's straight up cray-cray. Baby. How you One told me I was pregnant with Ethan? That and you know the the uh the choosing of the of my cat my uh, to, as I like you're to gonna call have it, to remind me of that that'll Michael. be more that'll be news to me because I don't remember this story. There were options. He was he was leading the pack. I'm sure he will also convince. He was too. leading the pack, honey. Back when she was wearing business casual to the club. Yeah, that is, I mean, the early 2000s was just insane. It really. It was a time I've to seen be pictures had. of me. It was a I'm gonna have to, to find had. it and share it on social media because I had on a tweed blazer and some slacks going to the club freshman year at Texas Southern University. Listen, me and Monique went on a whole rabbit hole when I told when I said that to her. She was like, I remember that era of wearing blazers to the club. She was like. With a white feet under it, like and who why were nobody we? Tell us that I, I was said, aware. girl, maybe. And the eyeshadow. Now we into the neutrals and all of that, but the colors then it was the colors. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. So y'all getting a, a, a sneak peek to the text thread? This is just verbal. What happens in our text thread? We will start on one subject and bounce around to eight other things, and then come back to the original subject. So, who's kicking us off today? Well, we can start with my first one, and then we can kind of cool. alternate. let's do it. I think that I'll start with this one, because it's not okay. as long as my second one. My first lesson our tip, I will say, because it's a lesson learned. It's a tip for those who are dating and planning or, you know, looking for marriage and want to be married or newly married like me. It's to keep dating. Um, I say that because it's funny, like, you get, you see those posts online where people are like, who comes first, your spouse, your children, or... What da 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 da, and every time I see that, I die laughing because so many people are like, "My children, my children, my children, my children," and I'm like, "Okay, so clearly you don't know the Lord," because you know, like I tell my, I tell her all the time, I had to explain it to her because at first she didn't understand it. She was like, "What you mean we don't come first? I had to explain it to her, you know, like. When y'all are out the house and adults functioning in y'all lives, doing what y'all do and everything else, if we don't foster that relationship and nourish it and keep it going and moving, what do we have when you're gone? If you're my first priority and we're not taking care of us. I'm like, you know, biblically, from a biblical standpoint, it's God, my spouse, and my children. And so... I think it's important, important, you know, when you're married to keep dating because 
it refreshes and it renews the relationship. It gives you that moment and that intimacy outside of the bedroom, you know, to spend time with each other and enjoy each other's company like you used to. I 1000% agree with you. I just posted about this last week on my Instagram stories. Um, So I just mentioned that my husband and I are going to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary and we've been together for 18 years. For the first seven years of our marriage, he and I worked opposite schedules, meaning I I like worked, right you know, a regular nine to five schedule and he worked basically second shift. So he would go, he would leave for work for two in the afternoon and then get home around midnight-ish. Um, we were two shifts passing in the night. and it's like a lot of those habits that were created during that time in our relationship have continued even now that we are on the same schedule, which means we don't talk, like we don't have conversations as much as it's like, it's very transactional a lot of the time because there's just, by the time we get home in the evening, we literally have three hours between getting the kids home, get dinner done, fast, and then everybody needs to lay down and go to bed because I get up at 3.30 in the morning for the gym, so. I mean, I will be utilizing them three hours. Um, but I can always tell when we need some time because we will just start bickering with each other about the silly stuff. You get irritated. You get irritated. It's like little things that typically don't bother yeah. you begin to start to bother you. It's like, okay, we need a heart check. We need a refresher. We need a moment with each other where I can just be like, oh, listen, because I swear I sent that man like three text messages this morning about how this with him. Let's know that's not just me. Michael thinks that I'm insane. He's like, I'm the same person that you were just yelling at yesterday. Mine is, listen, have you ever seen those TikTok videos where um, it's like, me watching my, me looking at my uh significant other and my significant other's reaction, that is definitely us because I'm like just looking at. He was like, "What? What? Okay. Well, they are the ones that are crazy. It's not us. Okay. I will stand on that. Uh-huh. Um, but I no, agree. I definitely agree. Dating each other is so important because. These kids don't belong to us. We are raising them to be productive memories of memories. Members. <laughs> Wording is hard, y'all, okay? Um, members of society. And they will eventually leave you if you raise them right. They will leave your house. And you and your spouse are forever. You have to continue to nurture that relationship. Or when your children leave, all that time that you were focusing on raising them and taking care of them and doing all the things, you will feel like you're living in the house with a stranger because your relationship with that person was only, yes, I love that song. Um, yeah, so keeping, the, and, it, and it also helps you facilitate those other things that are needed to run your family because when you and Bay are getting along and living in harmony, everything else just kind of flows, you know? It flows. I need you to get in the mic and sing. That's what I need you to do. 
that was just a little titty. Little. Once we learn how to really edit, I'm gonna be putting them songs in there, the video like clips, I like my guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. If you don't know who this person is, and I can't even think his name right now, but I'm gonna put it. <laughs> just search for there he is house it's i'm telling you and his editing up. skills are top one immaculate unmatched all right yes. so moving on sierra I would and you sure um, so my first lesson is expect everything to change and nothing to change at the same time so there, there's a lot to unpack there, right? But being in a relationship with someone for mm-hmm. 18 years, there are a lot of things about the core of that person that is never going to change, right? These are the things that you have fallen in love. The, the reasons why you fell in love with this person, the true heart of that person, all of those things will more than likely never change. But... Being in a relationship with somebody over a long period of time, different experiences are going to cause them to grow. There are things that are going to happen in your relationship or outside of their your relationship that will cause things that, you know, maybe I was okay with year three, that now in year five, I'm not okay with that anymore. Or I didn't change my mind about something that I stood two, 10 toes down on. And now I'm like, eh, I don't really feel that way anymore. And I think there are a lot of relationships that yeah. fail because people yeah. change and grow. And the other person that's in this relationship is not willing to change and grow. They're not interested in the new 2.0 version of you or 4.0 or 6.0 version of you they want you to stay at version 1.0 right and if you go into I will say marriage with the mind that I'm going to be with this person I'm choosing to be with you forever that comes with this person changing and growing over time and you having to adjust and work through that together um now i am not saying being in a relationship with somebody who was abusive to you i'm i'm not that is i don't condone that any at all but recognizing that people are going to change it's different being in marriage than friendships right because you can have a friend that changes and moves in a different direction and y'all on the line and you can, you know, depending on how much you value that friendship, you can decide to dissolve that, right? But when you marry somebody and you take your vows seriously to death, do you part? We got to figure out how to walk through this together. And marriage relationships and and how it's viewed in society right now is just like if I'm not happy right now then you're not the person for me and let's just move to divorce Uh, there was a um I watched the 
special um, with Michelle Obama and Oprah on Netflix for her uh, Michelle's book, The Light We Carry. And there's a clip that's like going around on social media where she talks about how in 10 years of her 30-year relation marriage with Barack, she was unhappy in her marriage. And uh, she talks about how the, you know, younger generation don't believe that they should be unhappy for 10 minutes, let alone 10 years, right? Um, and you, in a, in a marriage that's for real, like you, you got to learn to work through those different changes and different seasons in your marriage. You are not going to be happy 100% of the time. That is just unrealistic. You, and I'm talking about with your soulmate, the person who everything just gels with. They are going to piss you off. They're going to be, you know, job changes. They're going to be when kids come into the equation, things change. Not everybody's relationship is strengthened through children. I experienced that with my son. We struggled a lot figuring out the whole parenting situation with Ethan. That was a really rough time and I considered divorce several times because I was like this is not working and it wasn't that like yeah it wasn't that he was a bad person it was just managing all the things that come with taking care of a child and feeling like a single parent and trying to communicate what you need and the person, the other person not responding or not in the way that you need them to, that is hard. That is really, really hard. So I would just say, be prepared for your spouse to be continually evolving and changing throughout your relationship. And if you go into it, understanding that this is going to happen everything is not going to be the same as year one like north then i think you know you will be better off and be able to endure your marriage relationship for the long haul so i'm telling you you yeah, i'm you telling you when you're on in, topic. be prepared yeah I, I think that for me and him, it's a lot different because to be honest with you, like, yeah, you, there's a shift of feeling, you know, legally responsible for that person. But for he and I, like, we've been together eight years. We've lived together, like, you know, always what? She'll be five, yeah. so five, six years we've lived together. So for me and him, it's a lot different than the traditional of, oh, you know, we get married, we got married, we gonna, now we're going to live together. And so like a lot of that struggle and a lot of that stuff that people deal with in that first year of marriage of not having that basis, are, you know, we've already dealt with. So for me, it's like understanding that, okay, so... My role as your wife, yes, I'm your helpmate. I'm always going to support you. I'm always be there. I'm going to pick up where you slack. But then understanding also that, which will lead me into my next lesson, um, that, you know, I have to be vocal about what I need and, you know, not expecting them to just 
understand or know. So, you know, my next lesson is <laughs> communication. Um, one, starting with what I was just talking about, um, knowing and learning to actually express what you need and what you want and not assuming that your spouse knows automatically because all that's going to do is just piss you off in the long run because it's like, well, you see me over here struggling with this, that, and the third, and you ain't know to yep. come say, hey, I'm going to do this. No, because they don't think like we think, and they're not wired like us. So whereas we see them with certain things, and it's like, okay, let me see, let me help ease that and do this, that. You know, they don't operate the same way. That's why they're men. That's why we're women. You know, we think differently, but being able to vocalize those needs and yeah. not feeling, feeling like a about it, you know, and not, you know, feeling that I need help today. Like, your tiny terror is terrorizing me all day. And I need for you to yeah. just, I need for you to just keep her downstairs with you. I'm going to go upstairs. Being able to say that and getting past, you know, those, because that's just causing a petty fight for no reason. When I could have just told you. 1,000%. I, I literally just had this conversation with Michael last night. It was a small thing but it's something that has been bothering me for a while and like I've been telling him but last night finally it clicked oftentimes you know I will I'll call him or he gets home from work and like you know I still get giddy when he comes home if we've been away for a long like I'm excited to see you or in the morning I want to talk to you for, you know. I'd be excited <laughs> if, you know, I was up when he In the home. mornings, I want to talk to you for five minutes just before our days start getting crazy, right? And, like, in the morning, if I, if I see him, it, you know, his brain is already two hours ahead because he's thinking about all the things that he at work. And all of these, and it's like, if I told him for me, it feels like me being in your presence and me talking to you is not a priority because your brain is already focused two hours from now. And we only have this two minutes before you're about to drive off to work. Can you, can I, am I not worth two minutes of your attention? Right. Similarly, yesterday evening, he came home, and I don't know, we were talking, oh, I was, we were talking about something, and I noticed how much gray hair is growing in his beard, and I made a comment, I was like, this is getting, like, you're getting a lot of gray here, and I was like, it's sexy, I love it. After I finished that sentence, he said something about Something that was sitting on the dining room table and completely dismissed my comment. He did not respond to me. Like, no smile, no look at me, no nothing. He just immediately went to. And so I was like, well, oh, all right. Well, that moment is gone. And so I walk off and then he comes back in the room, you know, 10 minutes later. And he's like, what, what happened? What did I do? And so I had to explain to him again Can we just talk about how that's a loaded question that annoys me? Like, 
you can pose that in so many other ways, but the minute you'd be like, what did I do now? So I laid it out and I explained. I said, I don't feel like I'm a priority. When it comes to just having just a regular human conversation with the person whom you say is you're in love with and you just spit. Like, the love of your life. I, like, I feel like I'm just not a priority. You're very dismissive when I'm just trying to connect with you, you know, with conversation. That really annoyed me. Yeah. And so he took a minute to kind of think, because at first he was kind of perturbed, like, that's not what I'm doing. That's not my intention. Exactly. And then within a minute, he stopped and he was like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't ever want to make you feel that way. I will work to do better about that and staying engaged in the conversation with you. And he's like, my brain, honestly, I heard what you said, but my brain moved on before I responded to you. Because you were listening to uh, hear me. Yes. And not listening to understand. And so that was the first time that he ever took ownership of that. And that's why I say like the, the switch flip. Because most of the time he's just like, that's not, you know, my intention. I love you. I would never do that to you. I'm like, it's never about your intention. I know that you are not intentionally. That doesn't mean mean that my feelings are invalidated or that there's not something that we need to check to change it. Right. So, yeah, Yeah. last night was the first time he acknowledged. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Communication. That, uh, my second point about communication is not only listening and being heard, but giving them the opportunity to speak, you know, giving my husband the opportunity to speak his truth without judgment or an attitude. Because, you know, as much as we don't like to be feeling uh, like we're being dismissed and how we feel is dismissed, Sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, I know me particularly. I can get in the habit of, are you really yeah. saying this how you feel? Like, hey, bruh, come on now, man up. But having to step back and let him know that yeah. you are being heard. You know, like, yeah, you can tell me how you feel about things and what's going on and, you know, what you're feeling without me judging you, without me getting irritated by it. Like, you know, we can have these type of conversations and we typically have them, we have date night or, you know, when it's just us talking and, you know, uninterrupted by a tiny terror who thinks that anytime, you know, her daddy looks at me, like he want to come touch me, mm. she got to run and jump and hug him. <clears throat> but, you know, um, having those conversations and letting letting him feel that it's okay, that this is a safe space for you too. Like, just like I can express how I feel and go on rants and tangents about this, that, and the third, even if it's work or something that you have no clue about. You are allowed to do yeah. the exact same thing. I do also. And it's typically when I'm in the midst of doing five other things, like that three-hour window I talked about, the kids are home, I'm trying to get dinner on the table entertain the little one and all of her demands 
making sure the teenager is taking care of all the things that he needs to take care of. Um, and then my husband will come in the room and start a conversation, like a, a deep, like, you need my attention for this. And being not necessarily dismissive, but I'm like, I'm listening to you, uh-huh, but I'm also doing other things. Oh, yes. It's an overstimulation. That's what it is. It's, you know, as a mom, a wife, you're pulled in so many different areas in different ways. And so by the time you have that downtime and they're having those conversations, you're already overstimulated. And I have to let him know often, I want to talk to you about this and I want to hold space for you. Right now, I am exhausted. I have given everything that I can give today. And while I'm willing to listen to you, I, I don't know that I have much more to express. But I can listen. I can listen to to you. But I. Like if you want me to listen. I'm here. I'm, I'm here for that. I'm good with that. But if you need me to like at a certain point, once you finally get that troll down. And we can have these yeah. type of conversations. It's like. I'm decompressing. I'm trying. And to then I'm light. out like a light. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ronnie gives me, he gives me crap for that all the time about the fact that I go to bed so early. But, like, I told him, I was like, you know, I get up early. And not even just going to the gym. Like, I got to be to work. I got to log on for eight. Whereas, you don't have to be to work till one. Sir, you don't have to get up early in the morning. And then you don't get, like, I've had to wrap my mind around not wanting him to get up to take Chloe to school. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that was a big thing for me. Because I have to realize he doesn't get off of work until 11, which means he don't get home till between 11.30 and midnight. And by the time he gets home and he's able to put everything up, and away from work and shower and get in the bed, it's almost one in the morning. So the idea of, you ain't doing nothing. You can get up and take your daughter to school for 830. It's like, no. And don't let them be stressed out and can't sleep. Then they don't go to bed. I dealt with this too. I didn't go to bed until close to two, almost three o'clock in the morning. I just didn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I was feeling the same. Like, I'm doing all the things and from a perspective you are not pulling your weight but also having to extend grace to say like I get it you're tired we're gonna have to work through through this because I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with a lot and I'm starting to feel resentment Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, want, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want that for look, us. So, yeah, that, that's a, that's a big, that's a hard one too. Cause it's, you know, swallow, swallow your pride. You gotta be the bigger person sometimes. And I also have to realize too, that like in that situation, uh, for us, he's a civil yeah. servant, you know, like. He's going out into a stressful situation, whereas I'm comfortably working from home. And if he's if he listens to this, I just want y'all to know he's gonna he's gonna constantly replay me saying this. 
yes, I'm working from home. My job is not like yeah. that type of stress. So, you know, like, whereas I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still working. But Absolutely. he got to leave the house and put himself in danger at, at yeah. risk and all of those things. Oh, this is good. These are good gems. Good gems. All right, moving on to my second lesson learned. Um, you are in charge of your own happiness. So, a lot. Okay, Will Smith. Can you call me Will Smith? Not you, but yeah, you don't. Maybe I've heard a few people. I've heard a few people say that. Um, but this is. I don't know that we really struggled with this, but it's something that I think a lot of people need to hear because there is a perception of relationships where, you know, people will say, you complete me or you're my everything or the, this, these types of things, right? And again, yeah, codependency. They codependent. Um, and being in a relationship with somebody, sometimes all I want you to do is something else, someplace else. Give me fifty feet. Like be excited with take, me. Like I'm gonna go take, hang with someone. Take don't you okay. don't need to rush on. Just let me know that you're okay. No. <laughs> I, I may give him a hard time about going on trips with his friends, but I'd be happy when he goes because I sleep in the middle um, of the bed. And being able to kind of have your own life, your own friends, your own hobbies, your own things that you enjoy for yourself, um, that is very important mm -hmm. to keep your relationship going. You can have those things y'all share together, but you definitely need your own identity. Um, a perfect of example of this is my gym time and my my health and wellness. Mm -hmm. This is something that I am doing that is for me. I do not need you necessarily to be a part of this journey with me. I do need to know that, you know, you're supportive. And that you respect support my decisions yeah. because yeah. I'll make sure that we are good. Right. But I don't yeah. need your permission, right? Yeah. And you don't necessarily need to be a part of this, of my life. And also, I don't want right. to carry the emotional baggage yeah. of having to bring you along on this journey of something that I want to do for myself, right? Oh, he's there now with the yeah. financially. You a burden because I'm having to refill a lot more often than I would. Wow. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I think it's really important for people. You, you know, you hear stories about guys being upset when their significant other wants to go hang out with her girlfriend, or there was this point in time where. Michael would get upset with me. Like, I don't want to say upset with me, but he would kind of like guilt trip me when I wanted to take time for myself to go get my nails done, which, or to 
to go get a massage or I want to go to the store by myself or I just want to do something alone. Um, he would like he would make me feel guilty about that. Like, oh, I wanted to spend time with you. Now, these are not things that he communicated to me. Like, we didn't make a plan that we were going to hang out together. But when I mentioned, hey, I need to go get my nails done or I need to go run this errand or whatever, he would say, oh, well, I want to spend time with you and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, that's great. And we can do that. But I need me go take care of this and I want to make me feel bad about it. I yeah. love you. I want to spend time with you too, but I'll, I have things too. Self care mm-hmm. is important. So that's that is something that is going to keep your relationship alive because being around, no matter how much you're in love with that person, everything about them you you don't love, and there's going to come a point where the it it goes from big things that are red flags and things that I don't like about you. To little tiny mundane things that just really drive you crazy. And if you're spending 97% of your time with your significant other and they don't get on your nerves, somebody is not being truthful about who they are. About who they really are. My bad. So keeping your own friends, hobbies, things that you do that are just for you, where you can kind of escape and kind of tap and this is for men too you know be able to tap back into who you are that's really important for your relationship with yourself and with your significant other give me some time to miss you absence makes the heart grow fonder I asked for Mother's Day. I was like, if you could just give me a hotel room it don't even have to be a five star Yeah, I don't want it the Roach Motel but and just give me all that post I sent you. What do I want some other thing? I don't want to be bothered by anybody that came that. in or out. Just, let me go turn the air down as low as I want it. Be in my jammies in the bed with snacks. Right. Let me sit in. A, let me go in a room, lock the door, and be quiet and pretend I'm not. Um. So yeah, that is my my be. You are in control of your own happiness. Another person cannot fulfill your happiness. Um, that is called codependency. Is really is really because at some point that person is going to let you down and piss you off. Um, that's just inevitable. It's just life. And if you if you can't be happy with your own self, if you can't make yourself content, what the hell make you think somebody else wants to be in relation with you? If you if you can't stand to be by your own self, why do you think somebody <laughs> want to be with you? Right. Um, and again, if you are just right. so right. tight with this person that y'all never really get upset, and somebody's not being truthful about who they really are. Something is not right about that. Because I know. Holy I get on his nerves. Our new thing is, thank you. I know that sometimes I am hard to love. That is like the past three or four months, that's been like our thing to each other. (laughs) I know I'm not always easy to love. And thank you. You And remember, you ain't going nowhere. Because I took a vow. You fuck with me, you stuck with me. Okay. (laughs) 
You you, you want to be six feet under. You ready to meet your maker? That can be arranged. That no. can be okay. arranged. All right, so our last lesson is sort of a joint one. We both had this on our list, so we figured we'd save the best for last. Um, and that is Corinthian, <laughs> and that is patience. So I told love uh, is patient. I told Joranda that I had a story. Wow. Yeah, so when Michael and story. I. We're dating. We had been dating for a little while, and I finally got to meet the apostle, Apostle Wilcott. Now, the apostle was, you know, his spiritual father, who, you know, he he had been um, pastoring him for much of his childhood. Uh, you know, Michael played guitar in the church. Like he definitely looked at him as a, as another father. So. I finally got to meet him while we were dating and wonderful man. I miss him so, so dearly. After the pleasantries, he told me, be patient with this one. And he said nothing <laughs> more after that. The apostle said, the apostle giving you. Just, just be patient with this one. He also told me that we were going to have more kids and that I did not believe I was like the Lord didn't tell me that I'm a, I'm a one and done and here we are Mackenzie Mackenzie blessed our lives you thought. three years ago um but yeah that was he he told me and I obviously didn't understand what that meant way back then because we were in love I loved everything about him his dirty draws and all you know the ability and I was like, it's going to be fine. Because Michael and my relationship, which I think is funnier coming from him, but I was definitely, I was like, he, this is not going to work. But our, our relationship developed was just so organic. And it was almost like this realization, you're not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. So we may as well just make this a <laughs> Right. It was just so right, so easy, and that comment about being patient was—I was just like, "Oh, okay." Then keep on living, as my granny would say. And there has been a, a lot of things that I've had to recall that statement uh, about because <laughs> Michael doesn't like change. He's he's very resistant, and it's not it's not that he doesn't want to change. It's just it it takes him a little while to process the change. And I think that's I've had to, like I said, recall that things like this. We he, we will get there eventually. Um, and the good news is that neither one of us is going anywhere. So we got. We got time. I Lord just managed help me manage my emotions about this. Help me to show grace. But Lord help just help. Send all the help. Please and thank you. But definitely you're like 
like my first point, people are going to change and you may not always be comfortable with that change or how they are processing things. Um, but if you're in it for the long haul, patience is absolutely necessary to be in relationship with somebody and building a life with somebody. Things are not going to be rainbow and sunshine all the time. Y'all are going to go through some stuff. And you, some some things you just got to wait it out. Yeah, listen, I remember my grandma always saying, uh, the one thing you don't want to pray and ask the Lord Because he's going to send you a tip. He going to send you something to make you patient and you're not going to be pleased with the process. But it'll strengthen your patience. And, you know, when I was yeah. young, I never quite understood that. <laughs> but now, I definitely get it. Like, you know, when you're married, you're basically taking two people with two different backgrounds, meshing them together into a life where they have to make choices and decisions together. And sometimes... We, you, you know, one of you or even both of you at the same mm -hmm. time can be stubborn about certain things. And I've learned that I've had to be patient when it comes like when I've gotten something or I figured something out that needs to happen or needs to be done or I got to, you know, be patient. Like, that's why I said, I think that's a man thing that changes hard or it's and I wouldn't even say it's hard. I think that it's more so. Yeah. It just, it takes them longer to process it, which is where patience on our part comes in, like, definitely comes in hand. Uh, figuring out when to talk about certain oh, yeah. things. Figuring out when to make changes or making the decision on your own and having to tell your spouse or figuring out, you know, just little things, having that patience and just sometimes waiting because sometimes I find that with him, if I let him figure it out and give him the space he needs to figure it out, nine times yeah. out of ten, he comes to the same conclusion that I'm at. And we're on the same page. Whereas if I try to force something it on never him, works. it just out whole floor. So patience is definitely a lesson that is a continual yes, for lesson. Sure. There's been so many things I'll give an example of you know, the transition between me being the primary parent in the home and setting, you know, my routine, my flow, my schedule, my way of doing things because I'm the one that's there and responsible. And then when Michael moved, we ended up getting on the same schedule, bringing him into that schedule mm -hmm. and having to adjust to how things are done and working through things that we are not aligned on. Like, we don't have the same belief or we don't wouldn't go about this situation in the same way. 
and having to work through that and more dying to our pride because that is something I have to pray about often is my pride is strong and you're not going to tell me that my way is not the best because I have done the research. I've been, and I've been here and, and I've been working for me. Um, and so us both having to be patient with the other and me not, like, I don't want to say popping off, but always having like a rebuttal to something or because well, he doesn't do it the way that I do it. It's an issue. That was a really hard thing. I'm like, well, but the way I do it faster and makes more sense. And he's like, to you, this, to you, it's not how I process. And at the end of the day, it got done and it got done right. Right. Um, yeah. So that's a constant struggle is, yeah. And that's, that's a side nugget, dying to your pride every every day that you choose to be in love and in relationship with this person, baby. That pride will kill you every time. And that's not just in your marriage relationship. That's in everyday life. Um, Every time, okay? So, yeah, that is... Patience is so... It's the key to success. It really is. Being patient being consistent, showing up every day. That is choosing each other. Choosing each other. Every day. Every that day. That is the core mm-hmm. of a marriage relationship is, yes, I was mad at you last night, but I'm also going here and fix you some food because I know you're hungry and you're going to have a rough day. And not begrudgingly. And not grudgingly. And not give you a little bit of this, yeah. a little bit of that, and I'm, tell you to figure that. Because listen, if I let the petty win, who, petty patty, mm-hmm. here for duty. Okay. Listen, I, that like when we got married, I don't remember who said it, <laughs> but when we were in Cancun, somebody was like, "I mean, we've deemed them before they even got married the petty blackness." Petty one and petty two. Petty table for two. So it listen, if you allow it to sit in, it can get real, real around these parts. Yeah, my petty. My petty can be strong. Michael's not as strong at the petty as I am. Yeah. Because he's not in the period. Ronald me and Ronald have yeah, the same say. He'd be like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. We still on that? I'm all, I have I'm twelve steps down the what are you talking about? Right. No, no, I'm still mad from what happened three days ago. Okay. And you're still paying for it. He will tell me all the time. He's like, oh, I made that one comment. Now you mad. You're going to be mad at me for the next three days. I'm like, hey. Oh, it's going to ruin the rest of the week. Know, we'll see. And then obviously I have to go have a heart check. Is, do you really need to be mad about this? Do you really? You know, it's a real heart check when I get a text message. Let him tell you what this man been done. And I'd be like, okay. Okay, free. But I get where you're coming from. <laughs> we have to do when this I for each other. When I tell you the text thread, it, it's something serious. 
we are we are thoroughly that that the video where it's like you can you can listen to my phone you can go ahead i don't care i have nothing to hide no i don't want to see your phone i want to see your thread with your friends uh-uh not that one the group chat is off limit so yeah those are those are our five do you have anything to add about patience any more to add okay Listen, when I first said this, I was like, 10 lessons. And she's like, ma'am, I've been married for one year. I I ain't got it. And and even if, it's like, once you get past five, this is like, come on now. Those are just known lessons. You should expect those. You're trying to get the people gems. I mean, we did accomplish it with five. So yeah, we did. did. So I want to round off this episode. Tell me how your anniversary went. Again, you celebrated one year. How this is true. I mean, tell the people. The people weren't in the text three. Late woman. I thought we yo. I talked about this in the beginning because we. That's how we got on the cookie butter subject. Y'all went. In Trader Joe's after we had been drinking, and I bought good. cookies. I bought. They are the devil. I know I ate most of them by myself. I keep telling him that I shared them with my sister, but I think I only gave up one or two. And when I woke up the next morning, there wasn't but two left in the container. Yeah, and we currently have zero so. plans for our 15th wedding anniversary. But that is so reminiscent. I mean, no, that is just. Where was y'all's I first didn't tell date? the story. No, but I'm saying, no. like, is the place still we, in? Our first date was at Johnny Carino's, where I spit oh, that's right. while we were talking. Well, I feel like dinner is just not a great first date option. I think dinner can be a good first date as long as it ain't hot wings. Because as my best friend like to say, there is no respectable way you could eat a wing in front of somebody you don't really know like that. No cute way to No way. There's no Carino, And then we went to the movies where I fell asleep and drooled on his leather jacket that he still owns to this day. Well, you know, I feel like I should do something nostalgic. Maybe go to the movies in an Italian restaurant. That's our new spot. And lemon tomato, martini. I know. See, I, listen, I told you they, they had a lot in common because Ronald loves him some Italianos. And like, if I'd be like, oh, let's get pizza, he'd be like, Italianos? And I'd be like, no, nah, I want to go to Grace's. You, so you just going to spit in the Italianos face like that, huh? Yeah. No. You have not been back to, to Italianos to get pizza since the time that my husband decided it was I, a great oh idea my. to get anchovies on our pizza. I, I think Michael's going to work his way. Well, we probably both will work our way through the entire menu. I don't think he's ever. I told you, favorite is the, it, his favorite is that lobster ravioli. The sauce that they put on that thing, I dip my bread in his sauce. Okay? He was singing the praises for the marinara from the uh, calamari the last. And the garlic knots wasn't hidden when we went last time. The first time we went, they were really, really good. But I don't know. Maybe it's because it was late. 
If y'all in Houston and Paraland and so you good. ain't been to Italianos yet, it is so good. Like, Ronald is not an Olive Garden eater. He says that Olive Garden isn't real Italian food. It's for those people who want their food microwave. So my, they be lying on the commercials talking about made from scratch. They open a bag and pour it in I the pot. I used to be the spot back in the day. It definitely has gone down from where it used to be. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so you're mm-hmm. still deciding what but, we're going to do for our anniversary. Um, so it's but 15 yeah, before years, you know it, y'all. It's, it becomes more and more bizarre the more times I say it. Can't believe it. Are y'all getting the iPic? I don't think so. Speaking of which, y'all should go to see a movie at iPic. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. You'll have to wait. Yeah, but y'all should go see a movie at iPic. Because the seating mm-hmm. is too no, okay. hot. And yeah, it, there's a restaurant in there too. The food is really good. They give you complimentary popcorn and a blanket. Check that out. We are big movie, movie buffs. And yeah, we'll have to mm-hmm. look into that. So yeah, well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate, and we hope that you're able to take these lessons and apply them to your relationship or your future marriage if um, you are not married yet and uh we signing off because we both gotta go back to work absolutely yeah yeah but also the wrap up before the end of the week but also gotta get people so you know gotta make sure i get my work and they work done so all right folks but i'm not here about you signing out on that note we're making this drive to a That's right. I'll be off for three days. Anyway. I'm having an extended long weekend um, for the husband's birthday. So, 15, 16, 17. Wow. Years old. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, we're going to 19. That'll be, I, I need the time. And I also told my boss, I was like, hey, I, don't stress me about these three days. I, ain't, I haven't taken a vacation since spring break. And that was not mm-hmm. a vacation because my children were here. So, I need this time with my boo, my boyfriend, so we can hang out together. Bye, y'all. Until next time. Bye. Have a good one. Peace, love, and hair grease. <laughs>